Well, I guess the countdown ended early. Hmm. Damn, did it even get to one? Good grief. What is going on? Good morning, everybody. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to another edition of the Sideline Junkie Sunday Rise. Week 14 of the NFL season. Uh, It's me, it's me, it's the big guy KG sitting here with... None other than the Swamp Queen Lady C, the incomparable Midnight Rider. First and foremost, like we do every show, how y'all feeling this this morning? Uh, I'm good. I'm okay. I got my this my my second cup of coffee, so I'm 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 shaking back. I'm good too, man. Glad to see that the Heisman Committee got it right last night with Caleb Williams, local kid, local kid. So, um, first and foremost, uh, we got to say this. It's not football. It's not American football related. It's not NFL related. But Grant Wall uh, has passed away. Used to write for Sports Illustrated. Has covered, uh, man, soccer for years. 20-some-odd years he's covered soccer. Went anywhere to cover soccer. Uh, He also wrote one of my favorite articles I used to have. I wish I still had my my Sports Illustrated collection where I had every Sports Illustrated from 1996 up until 2004. And I had them all in order and I could go back and be like, yeah, I got that that right there. Go pull it out. But uh, he wrote the Chosen One article on LeBron James when he was still in high school. Uh, The circumstances surrounding his death are not concrete. They're mysterious. And I hope whoever did it is brought to swift justice because it's it's not shaking up to be anything natural. So, well, didn't he uh, have an incident? Yeah, he wore a rainbow T-shirt, and they said, "No, you got you can't come in because you got to change that shirt." And then a couple of hours after that, he's gone. So it, it doesn't it doesn't seem you know. Uh, this is okay. This, I mean, of course it's not okay, but I suspect foul play myself. But I'm a conspiracy theorist, and that's just me. So, so rest in peace to him. Condolences to his family, friends, colleagues, um, everybody that he's touched. Because uh, the SI world, and the ESPN world, are taking it pretty hard, and they should be. Because he was just a great dude. He was a great dude. Great. Um, our first topic, NFL wise, Snyder is back in the news and it's not good. Bruce Allen has let it be known that he did not release those emails that got John Gruden fired. It was Daniel Snyder to take the heat off of him. Also, was said is Daniel Snyder said that hey, <laughs> in 2019, he didn't want to give Trent Williams not a dime in his renegotiation. Like, how could you treat the silverback like that? Um, uh, I'm gonna give it to you first on this one, Midnight Ride, and then Lady C, you take it take it over. But uh, what are your thoughts on Danny Boy using Bush League tactics to take the pressure off himself? One word, not surprised. Well, actually, that's two words, but not surprised. Like this is his mo. If if you had the Dan Snyder playbook and you had to write it out or put it in put it on um a piece of paper, this is the whole mo. It's the petty things. It's the reason why this dude has struggled to have any other businesses succeed that he's put his hands on in the last 20 years. It's the reason why all the players that he's been so-called close to have all just pretty much don't want anything else to do with the organization. And then we're talking about the guys like Chris Cooley, the LeVar Arrington's. Um, so it's a pattern. And the problem that I've, and I've mentioned this every time we've talked about Dan Snyder and them forcing him out is he's the pettiest guy in the world. And I truly and honestly, I'm speculation. I'm going to say it now before anybody tries to get me. Speculation is I think he was one of the jokers that he was the one that, that dropped that photo of Jerry Jones trying to take the heat off himself again. Um, so it's just little things that he does that doesn't surprise him because he's petty. Um, he does everything reactionary. He doesn't have a plan. And when you have poor leadership and poor management, you get poor results. Point blank and simple. 
Lady C? Um, I think that when, when you're trying to, you know, I, I think he's like trying to stay relevant, but also stay under the cover at the same time, because, you know, name drop means ratings and, uh, you know, ratings equals money. So, but if he can, you know, throw the rock and hide his hand, that's what I think he's, that's what the, the angle I think he's going for um, so that he can still stay relevant, still be talked about, but at the same time, flying the radar just enough to stay out of, out of trouble. So you, you can't really just find anything. Uh, I agree with being with uh, the photo leak of um, uh, what's his name? I, I agree. Um, Jerry Jones. <clears throat> I think he did that. I mean, it could be a little conspiracy theory there, but you know, they, they go way back. These are those good old boys. Quote, unquote, the good old boys. So, yeah, they got a lot of dirt on each other, and it, it's, it's, it's a lot. Um, but no biggie. No biggie. Um, go ahead, KJ. That, that's all I really got. It's bullshit. <laughs> I'll say this. Midnight says, not surprised. I say it's bullshit. Hell, this is words. I, I, I'll say this. Everything that's going on, the simple fact that it's come out that, you know, he's behind a lot of things, the uh, witness tampering and intimidation and all of that. It does not surprise me, but in to something that the Midnight Rider said, he says, uh, the, the, the former players that don't want nothing to do with the organization. Now, Chris Cooley was a part of the radio broadcast. Pretty good. Him, Doc Walker, uh, Larry Michael, and Sonny. Pretty good. Then they moved into the pregame show. Pretty good. When, you know, they moved into uh, film breakdown because of how good he is at that. You have this opening come up for somebody to take over once Larry Michael leaves and you don't give it to Cooley. I wouldn't come back neither. Like you just passed me over for D'Angelo Hall. Then you pass me over again for London Fletcher. Everybody in that booth should be a former player. Everybody down in the field should be a former player. That means Doc down in the field because he gets it in with the guys. The, the the former players, and I wouldn't come back either, you know? Chris Samuel, <laughs> Chris Samuel, I, I don't see him coming back with this organization for a lot of reasons because he was on the coaching staff for a little while, and then that never materialized anything. So it's all good, but we're going to watch this, and we're going to see how this rolls. And Skynet732, 005, we are from the DMV. Lady C is from the great state of Louisiana. So we all over the place. We got people from South Carolina. You know, we we just we just a big podcast network. That's what we are. Um, first game up, Ravens versus Steelers. Now we got this one because this is a rivalry. Um, no Lamar Jackson today, he's doubtful. Uh, still is a one and a half point favorites over under 36 and a half. Tyler Huntley is starting. Lady C, kick this one off. And then the Midnight Rider follow up. Ooh, so. Uh, first, say, hi, Skynet. I was on mute, so I couldn't. I was just over here parlaying on mute. Um, but still is Ravens. It's kind of a uh, up and down for me because the Ravens are. You know, they're a hit and a miss. They've been on a, a roller coaster of, of hitting and missing lately. Um, or like the offense will do amazing and the defense will be sorry. Uh, or they'll start out on a high note and end up losing in the last three minutes of the game. You know, it's just, <clears throat> but I think the Ravens are going to pull this one off. Um, What'd you say the over under was? 36 and a half. 
Uh, I'll take the over. Uh, but I'm pulling for the Ravens instead. I think uh, the Ravens are going to cover this. I know I know uh, Steelers are a one-point favorite, but mm, nah, I'll pull for the Ravens. Even in um, Lamar's possible absence, because he's questionable right now still. So that's it. What you got midnight? So um, you just described the Ravens season the last two years. They come down the stretch. Lamar gets hurt. Huntley comes in the ball game. Um, they get leads in ball games. At the end of the ball game, they end up on the losing side of the docket. So, with that being said, I think this is a day where the Steelers are going to try to get George Pickens, their young receiver out of Georgia, off because he didn't have a catch or he had one catch last week for nine yards. So, if he doesn't get going, this offense isn't going to go. I'm taking the. I'm gonna take the the Steelers in the minus one and a half because I think they'll win late on a field goal, just because it's the way the Ravens have played the last, the last couple of weeks of the season, each of the last two years. So I'm going with them. I'm going with the pattern of them being who they are. You show me who you are, so I'm a I'm a bet on who you are, and I'll take the over because it'll be, um, twenty seventeen. I are like you, that. Are you taking Maya Angelou's stance on this on this one? When people show you who they are, believe them. Believe them. <laughs> Here's my thing. The boss BJ, he said something to me earlier this week. He said Huntley's gonna play good, and it's gonna be that's gonna be the excuse. In the games that Huntley plays, that's gonna be the excuse not to give Lamar the money he's asking for. Huntley's a dog, he's good. What you got? I'm not giving Lamar the money because there's a trend showing. Again, we just said it. You show me who you are. You've been hurt the last three seasons down the stretch each season, and we've missed the playoffs in two of those three. So why am I paying $200 million for that? I'll franchise tag you, and then I'll send you off somewhere else and let them deal with you. But you got Huntley, who's a restricted free agent. You could actually pay him – Eight or nine million, he could be your starter, and then you go draft the kid and start all over. Mm-hmm. Baltimore, Baltimore has done this every other position, so why not do it at the QB spot? Because when's the you're last giving time up you Don? You're giving Zadarius Smith. You've given up a couple of your corners, a couple of your young safeties. What's holding? Why hold on to Lamar? When, when, when's the last time they had a franchise quarterback? Joe Flacco Lamar. won a Super Bowl and went bad. Before Joe Flacco. Who was the franchise quarterback? But but what's the point in having a franchise quarterback if when you come down the stretch of the season and the season's on the line, he in the tub, you can't win ball games from the tub. I get that. I get that. But it's a lot that goes into that. He what's has the to possibility? Have availability. There you go. Yeah. And he ain't available. So <laughs> sorry. <laughs> But we'll get into that. That'll be that's one of our all season questions. Mm. Boom, been in it. I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and leave that alone. But I'm taking the Ravens in this one. I like twenty to seventeen, my damn self. So uh, next up, the Jets revisit the Bills, and the boss BJ was not happy with his Bills last game that they played the Jets. That was a loss that shouldn't have been. Um, I still believe that was pass interference. Bills are nine and a half point favorites. Jets uh, over under is 43 and a half. Lady C, take it away. I'm sorry. I was just enjoying my coffee, my um, my bean juice. Um, <clears throat> Jets and Bills. That last matchup was, you know, it, it was unpredictable to say the least. Everyone, um, really vied for it to go towards the Bills, but it didn't. Uh, the Jets snuck up and and conquered. So definitely did not see that coming. Um, <clears throat> but there were, you know, there were also so many mistakes, especially on the Jets side. So they damn sure shouldn't have won that. Like too many mistakes. Um, 
But today, <clears throat> I'm still going to call it for the Bills because now, you know, they, they've had a chance to go back to the drawing board to see what happened, uh, look for the potholes in the field, um, you know, possibly get new flags for the refs, um, you know, comb over the, the stadium to make sure there weren't any uh, rocks or anything that's going to trip them up in the field. Um, so, yeah, they're they're definitely going back to the drawing board and they're coming in with this chip on their shoulder because that last matchup was bullshit and it shouldn't have happened. So I'm definitely going to go for the Bills. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take the Bills in this one. Because they're they're coming in with a vengeance now, they they have a reason, you know. Last time it was just because it was a matchup. This time it's a reason. So, uh, so what you what's the reason again? It's because because it was bullshit last time. Because okay. they, yeah, they because it, they the Jets came in last last time their last matchup and did some real foul shit, even though they had. Like, you, you look at the judge, you look at the bills, you had pass interference, you had all kind of different calls that were not called. You know, you saw some dirty plays on there. <clears throat> um, You know, blocking in the back, all that. I saw that. So, and that stuff mm -hmm. was not called. And the Jets were really sloppy. You know, their, their offense played rather sloppy. So, how they wind up tipping the scales in their favor against the Bills, don't know. But it shouldn't have happened. So now, you know, this this go around. Last last time it was a matchup. This time it's a reason. You know, so Bills coming in with a chip on their shoulder. They they got some shit to do. They got to come in and clean this up. Because I'm willing to bet that the Jets are going to make the same mistakes the offense is still going to come in and be a little sloppy. Okay. So, what you got, Ben? So, judging from what you're saying, since <laughs> we're going with artists and different things, this is a James Brown game. This is the big payback. Um, yep. So, yep. so I actually, until you start making your comments, I was going to go with the Jets to cover, but now I'm going to take the Bills to the minus nine and a half because I think the Mike White experience – will start showing its flaws um, in this ball game. Even though their defense will hold them in it because of their young corners, the only problem they have is they don't have enough on the outside, I mean, on the, on, on the offensive side to keep them in this ball game. Uh, I didn't pay attention when I wrote the line out. Do you know if we're in Buffalo or if we're in New York? And you can just Hold give on. me that. I'll find out right now. Um, okay. But in the midst of all that, I think Buffalo is starting to find some semblance of a running game because they're starting to play James Cook more. In uh, Buffalo. So they're in Buffalo. So, yeah, I'm going to take that with the, the mad um, Bills Mafia. So I definitely see this going with the nine and a half. And I think this is going to test the over because I think Buffalo is going to get out to a – I think it's going to be one of those games where it's 31-14 or um, something like that where they, they – it's close early, but then Buffalo just pulls away late because they just have too much – uh, in the chamber form. Well, I'll throw this into the pile of another Buffalo Bills win. I don't think they'll lose to the Jets twice. I think this is more along the lines of getting up early and hopefully Josh Allen has a bomb game because I have him in fantasy today. Uh, I also have the Bills defense, so I hope they have at least a couple of picks. So please don't let me down. Of course, I'm pulling for you. Uh, but give me the bills in this one. It's going to be a laugh. I'm going to say 45-14. Next up, speaking of laughers, after last week's win where they put up 33 points in a quarter, the Battle of Texas, the Cowboys versus the Texans. Now, see, I picked this game because this could be a trap game for the Cowboys. You riding high, you just came in and, you, you know, you, you beat the hell out of an Indianapolis team and – all of that, this Texans team, they could come in and punch the gorilla in the mouth and, and move on, you know, get their second win of the season. Uh, but 
this is why I picked it because it's a trap game. Dallas is 17 and a half point favorite over under 45 and a half. Lady C, what you got to say about your Cowboys? Oh, your Cowboys that 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 you, you know, secretly jack off to? Sure, let me tell you about your guys. Um wow. So, this is definitely not a trap game. Uh Unfortunately, Dallas is still going to come in and leave out on this high. They just going to run run down the road a couple of blocks, go knock these motherfuckers out, and come on back home. Um, They're going to go in their kitchen, eat all their little Debbie snacks, and Debo, Debo them. They're going to have the Texans crying in the car. That's <laughs> it. If you think that... Like they they could go they can right now they can get the towel boy to fill in. You know, not Dak. Let Dak sit and rest. Let Russ sit and rest. Uh, you know, go ahead and pull the towel boy. Go and get Bobby Boucher. Or, you know, hell, even let Bobby Boucher rest. They are about to just go through and mollywop. Mollywop. They about the Mollywop the Texans. So this this is a no contest. It's just this is a <clears throat> this is the equivalent of playing, you know, little league. Boys versus little league team right now. That's what's gonna be. I have no taking everything for um for Dallas, including the over. Because that's what it's about to be. They may let them score, you know, be nice. And say, hey, how you doing? You can get, you know, a touchdown. Maybe two if they feeling good, but that's it. Then what you get? So, I mean, you said it all. Nothing else really to say. I think this is, this is the game where you see Pollard and Zeke get this. They're both going to eat. The only problem I have is if you're a fantasy owner, I worry about if you have that Prescott because I don't know if he's going to be in the game long enough to get you enough stats to help you win your game today. So if you have a good secondary quarterback option, I would go with the second guy. Um, now now that I say this, that could go out and throw for four touchdowns on the first four drives and, and sit down and call the day. But I just think the Texans have shown us the last three weeks, they can't stop the run. And as long as this team runs the ball on them, it's the ball game. It's overdone. Uh, they don't have anything offensively they can do in terms of moving the football with that um, with Davis Mills or Kyle Allen. I mean, you can't you can't go into a gunfight with a butter knife. Um, and that's what they're doing today. So Dallas will definitely cover the 17 and a half that they're giving up. And the 44 and a half will go over. Because it's going to be one of those games where it's like 44 to 7. That's how we get there. Agreed. Agreed. I'm, I'm going to say this, and this is not popular. Dallas will struggle today. Because you, you, you come in here, you're playing little sisters of the poor, and you're going to overlook them. Dallas will struggle today. They won't cover. They won't cover the point spread, and it's going to be under 44 and a half. <clears throat> I bet you a dollar. I'm willing to put a bet down on that, but okay, I'll take your money. One dollar, one dollar, one dollar. You know, it's Christmas time, and and you know my kid in shooting sports, and uh, his birthday is two weeks after Christmas, so it's kind of hard out here in these streets. So, uh, one, one dollar, one, one dollar. All right, Dallas will struggle. Next up, late game, uh, the Bucks versus the Niners. Tom Brady versus Brock Purdy, whose family has not come to many games, and they're there today because they want to see Tom Brady. So uh, <clears throat> does the Brock Purdy train keep moving, or does the Tampa Bay Buccaneers derail it? Lady C? <laughs> it, it's sad that the opposing team's family is only coming to see <laughs> – the the opponent like 
Hey, they not coming to see you. Ain't nobody coming to see you, Otis. We come to see him. So they they only coming to see. They only coming to see Brady. Hey, ain't nobody. Poor thing. I, my heart goes out to him. Um. But mm, this will be a good one. I'll take this one as a good one. What's the um? I missed the numbers for it. I've been missing a lot of things. I I, I know you didn't. I never said anything. I apologize. That is on me. I threw it to you oh, without okay. even giving All me. Right. So what do you need this time? Uh, the 49ers are three and a half point favorites. Um, I don't know how. Um, over under is 37 and a half. <clears throat> mm. I think we'll get our over. Um, because it'll be it'll be a good little scoring game. Good, good high scoring game. Um, now I'm I'm gonna go ahead and call it for the Bucks <clears throat> because this this is Tom Brady. Tom fucking Brady. The un- unbelievable fucking goat. Whatever. So. I mean, you you have to respect it. I I can't I can't deny. I'm gonna have I have to respect it. Respect, you know. Respect goes where respect goes. Take your fucking flowers. I'm gonna step on them bitches before I give it to you. But go and take your fucking flowers. Um, I'm gonna call it for the bucks. That's that's about it. Because I mean, Tom Brady has a new lease on life. He didn't. He done left his 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 side piece and he's you know reconciled with his with his his wife um of football his wife of football he's you know so so their their marriage is is stronger so it is what it is brady's going to take this um and i'll call the over for it what you got ben um wow uh, I love when you go into that, and you seem a little angry today because you're talking about stomping on the man's flowers before you give them to him. Uh, but I wouldn't expect anything less from Lady C, the Swamp Queen. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, you, you, your words constantly get mixed up. The proper term is thank you. Oh, okay, thank you. You're welcome. All right. So, forty nine is minus three and a half. Bucks over under 37 and a half. From what I saw from this Bucks team against the Saints, maybe it's the Saints having their number. I don't know what it is, even though they came back and won this game late. Um, I don't see this 37 and a half being in danger because of Brock Purdy and then the fact that this Buccaneers offense seems to get in this way every time it wants to try to do something positive. So with that being said, it's real simple. I think I, I take the 49ers with their three and a half because it's going to be a weird score, uh, like a 17-13 type of score. But we're not getting anywhere close to the over. And I just don't think the Bucks run the ball enough with enough consistency. And I think with this defense, probably the best three linebackers in, in, as a group uh, with Warner, uh, Gardner, and then the the kid from I think it's Tonga or Mufanga, something like that. Um, that group, that that three man group, is just so dynamic and so fast that I don't think Tampa Bay's gonna have an answer for any of that. And I think the Bucks will struggle to move the football today. So I, if you're if you have Tom Brady, don't play him. I wouldn't play him in this game at all because it's it's just, it's just gonna be a bloodbath with Bosa and company up front um, creating havoc and. They know how to bring pressure up the middle. And I think this is going to be a bad game from Tom. Tom might might wish he was, you know, on the beach somewhere. He One, can't two, three. Because, because his mistress is being photographed with Antonio Brown right now. Is that actually a true picture or is that a Photoshop? Uh, okay. I'm not worried about that. Well, let me say this. Tom Brady has struggled this season. He's three and one since his divorce became final. And everybody's like, oh, he's got two game winning drives. Yeah, I hear all that. 
if this Bucks defense doesn't step up, the Brock Purdy train is going to keep rolling. He, he he's going to keep going because you 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 can say you know well he's a Mister Irrelevant and this that and the third, but guess what? It's his first NFL start that you don't really have too much tape on him. Guess what could happen? Lightning in a bottle. He hits you with some stuff that you ain't never seen before. You know, you know how that goes. First two, three weeks of a new quarterback, you don't have anything on him. <clears throat> you keep going, and it's over. Uh, I want to take the Bucks in this one, but I, I think I'll take the the Bucks won't cover. The, I mean, the Niners won't cover, but they'll win. So they'll they'll win very very closely. So midnight ride, what you got? Now, I was going to say that the funny thing is they call him Mister Irrelevant. But if you if you're a person that pays attention to the preseason rankings of quarterbacks, he was projected to be a second round pick. So what happened was you got a second round pick that fell because of poor poor play around him. Kind of like the same thing that happened to the kid that's here, um, Sam Howell, where all your weapons go away, and he was there in the seventh round. I can agree with that. Last but not least, last game on the schedule for us today, Chargers versus Dolphins. The Midnight Rider Omaha. picked this one. <laughs> he called an audible pick this one. Uh, playoff implications. Three and three and a half point favorite is Miami. Over under is 54 and a half. You got two young quarterbacks. and You got this is San Diego. They're no longer the San Diego Superchargers, sir. They are the it LA Superchargers. <laughs> they still do Charger stuff. That's why I put that. <laughs> You got two young quarterbacks uh, and Justin Herbert and Tua Tungavailoa going head-to-head. Um, Lady C, what you got? Whoo, East Coast, West Coast, South Side, North Side, South, Southeast, Northwest. Okay, but, uh, you, know, I, you know, the Dolphins haven't, been on on their on their dolphining uh past few years but you know once uh to a touchdown to a tug of valoa uh once to a touchdown they they seem to have gotten a a nice little momentum shift um but then you have the chargers <laughs> yes dolphining it is a word Dolphins have not been doing their dolphining. Um, fins up, I think that's their fins up. It's kind of like a how Hitler thing, but anyway, um, I don't know how. See, I'm gonna have to roll with Tua. That would be the only reason why I would watch a Dolphins game is because Tua. Um, <clears throat> you know, he's like a, a pseudo nephew. You know, adopted nephew. You know, I, I didn't claim him. Uh, I've been watching this young man since his days at Alabama. Uh, roll tie roll. Uh, so yeah, and then you know, definitely been watching him since the concussion, the the great concussion. So definitely watching to see if he's you know taking care of himself, waiting to see what. The doctors are doing, are they evaluating him every time he comes off that field? Um, you know, so definitely keeping our eyes peeled with that. But at the same time, I'm going to have to pull for the Chargers today. I would love to throw everything in for the Dolphins because of Tua. But I'm going to have to pull for the Chargers. I think the Chargers are going to... Give us a nice little surprise today. What, what, what you got, Ben? Uh-oh. There we go. So I got a question from um, one of our listeners. They asked, what's dolphining? So you kind of got to break that down a little bit for me because they. <laughs> hey, it's not my question. Actually, my, oh. I don't know if my sister put it in the, in the thing, but yeah. It's no problem. Dolphining is uh you know what dolphins do. They 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 dolphining. 
everything that that is what a dolphin team like especially in this case you know dolphining they will come out as the mighty dolphins but then they'll just swim away you know and they don't necessarily swim away good you know you and you can take this um uh you can take this 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 verb because it, it is an action verb so you can really take this and apply it to pretty much every aspect of life. You know, you got people that are peopling. You know, they being a little too peopley for you with whenever you're overstimulated with, with the people. Like, I could go on. I could give you a lesson. That'd be a whole nother show. Uh, you know, you you got the caucasity of people. You have the negrosity of people. And, you know, people just be peopling. And, okay. you know, guys, you know, for, for the guys, you know, um, whenever it's, it's sundress season, that thing be thinging. And uh, for the ladies, you know, it's, it's, it's gray sweatpants season, um, except for in Louisiana because it's fucking hot here. Um, but, you know, them, them sweatpants be, be sweatpants and ladies. Them them sweatpants be sweatpantsing. Ah, uh, but yeah, that that's that's what dolphining is. That takes it back. That's it's a nice little lesson for you guys. Um welcome. You can always count on my southern uh antics to to get you through. We're gonna we're gonna get you through. Is that so? Deep? So it's funny you say that because what I was about to say in my response um, was the Chargers continue to be the Chargers. They are another team that live up to who they are, no matter what the accolades are in the preseason, no matter what the rankings are in the preseason. They managed to find themselves in a situation right now. They're six and six. They're on the outside looking in. We were promised this preseason that the AFC West was going to be the best division in football. Um, Russ was going to cook. Russ was going to get Broncos. The, the, the Vegas Raiders were going to do their thing. And now we're just looking at a division that's just kind of falling apart. And I like, I like Miami so much in this ball game. It, it doesn't make sense because a, you have the cheetah and then you have the penguin and those two fast guys, on this surface in LA, if Tua doesn't come out of this ball game with 400 yards and three touchdowns, something wrong. Like this often, this often should have no problems. And I know the Chargers have their see how this team has to happen for this to even be close. So I'm definitely taking the Chargers. I mean, I'm sorry, I'm definitely taking the Dolphins with the minus three and a half. And the 54 and a half, I'm definitely taking it over because the char the Chargers will score, but they will still be the Chargers and lose a game that they should win, but they won't win because they're the Chargers. So it, it, oh, 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 I forgot. So in your theory, that would be chargering. The Chargers are chargering. There we go. There you go. There you go. See, you got it. But yeah, I think the Chargers are going to um you know they're gonna flip this one. I re I really think the Chargers are gonna fluke this one up and take it. Mm -mm -mm. We 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 adding words to the dictionary, left and right here at sideline junkies. I swear, I swear we all we got something new for you all the time, and we joined by the man that keeps the lights on in the, in, in the building. Uh, make sure the lease is paid on everything uh the boss bj ladies and gentlemen good morning Hi, good morning good morning hey do y'all remember when uh the brand sat on the car had the dip resistant doors do y'all remember that mm -hmm. these are these two teams do you ever seen two saturns crash they just evaporate into the universe that's these two teams right here the Dolphins haven't played anybody, just like the Giants have it. And it's going to start catching up with the Dolphins on the last leg of the season. 
okay? They even haven't played anybody or the people they played had to play in 120-degree heat on their sideline at, I don't what is it called? Hard Rock Stadium, Dolphin Stadium, Dead Stadium. I don't care what it's called. But that's their home field advantage. The Chargers are so unpredictable. And I agree 100% with what the Midnight Riders said. They're supposed to be way better than what they have their franchise quarterback. They have the franchise quarterback. Now they, like every other year, they've been riddled by injuries like, like Buffalo has this year. But it seems like it's the Chargers are riddled by injuries yearly. So you have to ask the question, what is going on with the training staff out there that they continue to be riddled with injuries every year? I mean, it's been a couple of games that both receivers have been out for this team. I don't know how anybody expects them to win when both of your basically number one receivers are out of the game and, you know, Justin Herbert's throwing the third and fourth string guys and practice one guys. Hey, 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 easy. DeAndre Carter was one of those. He's not a third or fourth string guy. He can be a viable number two. Oh, my bad. And fifth string guys. I mean, okay, I put fifth string guys in there too. Um, but today, Dolphins only, you know, I actually need the Dolphins to lose. Um because of what's going on in the AFC and the Bills going back to number one, not just the division, but the AFC. And I'm actually going to pick the Chargers today. I'm actually going to pick the Chargers today. Um, you you know, you have another team that's maybe not used to the heat that, that's going to be on that sideline, but they're a warm weather team too. So it's not going to be a shell shock like, you know, you, you're, you're, you know, you're, your hometown's 30 degrees, and now you're playing 120 degrees, you know. So give me the charges today um, and the over. Man, uh, damn. I think I, I, I'm i taking – I took Miami in this one. Just because I, I the charges, they, they don't seem to be very viable when it comes to games like this. So I took the, char- the, uh, the Dolphins in this one, and I was like, hey, Let's let's see what they can do, but yeah, I'm not messing around. Uh, I think Tua will have a great game. The Cheetah will have a great game, and hopefully, uh, you know, makes my fantasy game go better. So, yeah, but give me the Dolphins in this one. They won't, and give me the under as well. So, now I promise a knuckleball. Off screen before the, before we start, it's a knuckle curve, so it's gonna come very very slow, and it ain't got no movement to it. Go around the room before we get out of here. They're talking about the MVP race in the NFL. If you had to choose your MVP right now, who would your MVP be? Jalen Hurts. <clears throat> So my race is hurts, hurts, and hurts. I um, that's that's it. Until he does something to take himself out of the picture, it's it's his to lose to me. Lady C. Uh, I I would have a list. It wasn't um I wouldn't necessarily just just throw all my coins on one, um. I have my my uh, chief engineer on the side whispering to me, Tyreek Hill. But uh, I would abstain. I am definitely going to. I'm definitely, <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely going to abstain. Uh, but yeah, you saw my my camera bomber right there. Um, he says Tyreek Hill. That's a discussion that that he's going to have to uh, explain to me as to why. Because I, I don't see why. <clears throat> Fast to a thousand yards this year. <clears throat> okay. And? Could possibly break the um, receiving yards record as well. Okay. But the only and... problem is he plays wide receiver, not QB. So if anything will happen... Tua would get the MVP. Yeah. He'd get like offensive player of the year. Yeah. 
which I, I think is think, dumb. But. I don't even think Tua would be MVP. He's not. He's not. The only games they lost is the ones that he hasn't started until last week. Mm. He's not MVP quality. Mm. I love him. I love my nephew. My nephew Tua, but he's not. He's not that quality. He's not at that caliber yet. Okay. BJ. Let me tell you how disrespectful the MVP race is. CBS had a clip that said uh, Tua turned the ball over, Joe Burrow and Jalen Hurts. No consideration for Josh Allen. And Josh Allen's just doing Josh Allen thing. And, of course, I'm biased. But I agree with the Midnight Rider. You know, if Philly keeps rolling, they're going to give it to Jalen Hurts. Um, you know, whether – Whatever, hopefully Philly finishes strong, but it's probably Jalen Hurts' uh, award to lose. But to consider Joe Burrow and Tua turn the ball over in front of Buffalo 17 is absolutely disrespectful. So we'll see. I'm going to throw a dog horse in there. Kirk Cousins. Turn the light off on that. <clears throat> that's a dark horse. Nah, that's not that's not it. He's not the sexy pick, but model of consistency. He's he's played well every game this year. Why is he on that they'll, list? They'll they'll revisit Mahomes first. Yeah. Mahomes, Mahomes, Mahomes another one. Because the top three are Hurts, uh Tua, Mahomes. Those are your top three. And I agree with the boss BJ. Josh Allen should be in there too. You know, your top quarterback should be in there. But Joe so Burrow should be in there too. Who would be your top five? My top five. I'm gonna go with the bosses: BJ's Allen, Hertz, Mahomes, Burrow, and Tua. Those are my top yep. five. That's it. Guys, you you agree with that? Totally agree. The agreement. Yeah, I agree. I'm so out of that, if I had to choose out of that list. It'd be between Mahomes and Hurts. Okay. To me, Hurts ain't Hurts is good. MVP caliber. I can't. I feel the way you feel about Kirk Cousins with, with, with Hurts because we haven't seen his full potential yet. Once you unleash his full potential, I don't think it's a better quarterback in the NFC. We haven't seen everything yet. You just saying snippets. Enough. Yeah, you've seen enough, but you're just saying snippets. But putting him as MVP over Mahomes, Allen, even Tua, nah. Shit, even Joe Burrow. They got him at number one. I got him at number five. I I don't even agree that Burrow should be on that list. Maybe a hard six. A soft five. Hard six. Well, that's something we're going to have to go with because it's a family show. I'm, I'm a chill. <laughs> it's a family show. So uh, final thoughts before we get out of here. You're to, you took it there. That was not. Um, final was thoughts. Not. We're on final thoughts. <laughs> final thoughts <laughs> before we get out of here. <clears throat> Swamp Queen? Uh, yeah. <clears throat> You know, um, enjoy your holidays. It is the holidays. Make a uh, little minor PSA. Um, this week, find someone to bless. Um, even if it's a it's a small blessing, uh, no matter how big or how small, a blessing is a blessing, and you never know how that can affect someone. Uh, the holidays are always a depressing time for millions of people for one reason or another. So the smallest action, act of kindness, do that this week. I'm going to take mine a little different place because um, the Swan Queen always gives us the PSAs. I'm going to give a shout out to, even though even though FIFA screwed this up, it's actually been an entertaining World Cup. So now you have Argentina, Croatia on one side of the bracket, and the other side, you have France and Morocco. And a shout-out to Morocco for being the first African nation to make it to the semifinals in the World Cup. 
And with that being said, let's go Morocco and let's go ahead and win this whole thing and knock it out the box. Let's get Africa's first World Cup title all together. So you're telling Boss me the, you're telling me the Netherlands didn't make it to the quarters? They made it to the quarters. <laughs> no, I'm saying they didn't. No, no. Oh, okay. Because they one of their players had a lot of shit to talk after they beat the USA. And I was just wondering where their barking bite was after he said that tweet the USA was all barking no bite. I was expecting them to win the whole damn thing. Now they lost the quarters. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I, I know you do. Yeah, I want I just want to remind I just want to remind Netherlands that they lost. That's all. Yeah, that's all I got. Oh, you know, I do got one more thing. That MVP award we were just talking about isn't going to mean a thing because at the end of the year, I think Philly's going to be set up for failure when they had that first round by. I think it's going to come out to somebody's commanders coming in town and knocking them out of the playoffs. I really think that's going to be the scenario. And they look like they had the recipe to beat them. And as always, it don't, no matter how good you are, it's always one team, just like the Jets beat the Bills earlier in the year. They just have the recipe to beat a certain team. You might be 1-16 the whole year. So I think that might be the scenario, but the commanders will have to win their first-round game. So I feel you better be careful. You get all the awards and accolades you want. The only one that matters is that Lombardi trophy. I agree with that because there's plenty of teams that have made it and have gotten the George Hollis trophy or the Lamar Hunt trophy. And they, you know, that's the biggest, the biggest thing for them. And they forget about the Vince Lombardi trophy. So uh, my final thoughts are, you know, Hey man, take care of your fantasy lineups. It's, it's coming down to the wide fantasy league playoffs. It should be starting up soon. So, Get everything right. Get your lineups right. Make sure you got guys. Because I'm without Lamar Jackson today, and I'm I'm a little upset. But hey, hopefully Geno Smith can go off. I, I can I can deal with that. He can do something. So, but until next time, we are the sideline junkies. We don't do no overtime. We are out of here.